guys are good this morning. <laughs> good morning. You're all ready. Awesome. We worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore is. He opened prison doors and he pardoned agencies. My God, he holds the victory. Yeah. There's joy in us of the Lord. There's joy in us of the Lord today. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in His place. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. We sing to the God who hears. We sing to the God who saves. We sing to the God who always makes. Cause he hung up on that cross And he rose up from that grave My God still rolling stones away There's joy in the house of the Lord There's joy in the house of the Lord today We won't be quiet We shout out your praise There's joy in the house of the Lord Your God is surely in this place We won't be quiet Shout out your praise. We were beggars, now we're royalty. We were prisoners, now we're running free. We were forgiven, accepted, redeemed by your grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. We were beggars, now we're royalty. We were prisoners, now we're running free. We were forgiven, accepted, denied His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in His place. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. We shout out your praise. Man, you guys sound awesome this morning. Good job. Thank you, guys. Hey, good morning. I'm glad you're here this morning. Um, we got numerous things to pray about this morning. I want to I pray for Terry Ragsdale. He's in Kansas uh, going through treatment of leukemia, and, and I know um, he's really, really sick. So keep him in your prayers. I also want to pray for our brothers and sisters in Nashville. Here's the deal. I, I think it would be wrong if we didn't address this. I want to address this real quick. Um, you know, I, I have whole bunch of guns at my house and they have never walked out of my room and killed anyone we have a heart problem in our country we have a sin problem uh, and and so what happened to our brothers and sisters this week and innocent little children is evil and it is sin and it's a spiritual warfare it's not a gun
guys. Sharing the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world. Because that's the problem. And we have the solution. We have the solution. It's not about banning guns. It's an evil problem. And, and I'll tell you guys, they, were, they opened with a great song this morning. Today is Palm Sunday. It's the day when Jesus is walking into Jerusalem and they are worshiping him. They are worshiping him as God. And he did a whole lot of miraculous things uh, in that process. And we'll talk about a few of them today. Uh, but I'm just excited to be here. I wanted to address that right off the bat. Um, and, and we're going to pray for Nashville this morning and our brothers and sisters there. Uh, the, one, of the, one of those little girls that was killed was the pastor of their church. And so I can't imagine he's trying to minister to people and dealing with his own loss and his family. And so we're going to pray for him this morning and his family. But I'm just glad you're here. So bow your heads with me uh, as we open in prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, that we're here this morning, Lord, to worship you. And, and we're, we're here to lift our voices in praise and to give you glory and honor, uh, Lord, with everything that we do. And, and your word, we're going to talk about it later of Romans 12, 1 and 2. And we offer ourselves a living sacrifice. It, it, it pleases you and we are, uh, that's true spiritual worship. And so, Lord, I, I pray, uh, Lord, as we talk about service today, uh, that, that we are serving you because of what you did for us. You are the example. Lord, I, I pray for Terry as he's in the hospital in Kansas. Uh, God, I, I pray for a special healing uh, for him. Uh, God, according to your will, if that's your will, God, I pray for that. Please be with Stephanie and just their family. And, uh, Lord, just watch over him uh, and protect him. And, Lord, our, our brothers and sisters that are mourning today and, and the pastor of the, the congregation in Nashville, God, I just pray for them this morning, what they're going through. Uh, Lord, there's evil all over our country. It is a spiritual war. Uh, your, your, your word tells us that. And so, Lord, I, I pray that we are putting on the whole armor that you give us. And we're using your word and hiding it in our heart. And we're sharing the truth uh, with people. It's not a, it wasn't a rock problem uh, with Cain and Abel. And it's not a gun problem today. It's a heart problem. And, Lord, we have the solution. The solution is you. So I pray for that. Uh, God, in, in everything that we do here, Lord, we worship you. We give you the praise and glory. In your name I pray. Amen. Take a few minutes this morning. Welcome, everyone.
y'all make your way back to the uh, front. We'll uh, continue to worship the Lord. You can't hear me? Ricky! <laughs> Turn everything on! Is it on? They say they can't hear me. There you go. I don't care if they can. I mean, I'm here singing the Lord, so it's all good. Good job, guys. You may be seated this morning. 
All right, so Friday, uh, got a couple of things. Savannah and Dana, did you all come up here? Savannah and Dana, we had a, they had an assembly. Savannah had her senior project um, on Friday uh, morning, and John Stroop came to the school and spoke, and it went great. It, it, I don't think it could have went any better. Uh, I just thought it was a great day. So you want to say something, right? Okay. I was just going to thank all of you guys for your support and prayers and those that donated gift cards to the assembly. It went really good, like my dad said. And unfortunately, I could not Facebook Live it, and I told you guys I would or videotape it, but somebody called and complained to school, so that didn't happen. But um, it went really, really good, so that's all I really had to say was just thank you. Yeah, it went great. It went really, really good. Thanks, Suze. So I was going to talk about spring fling. Uh, you're good. You're good on that. Well, she can say something about that, too, if she wants to. It was amazing. So when, um, after John spoke and we gave all the prizes away and stuff, um, she gave out a book, and she asked people in the stands if anyone wanted the book, and it was John's book. And literally, I would say three-quarters of the kids, like, freaked out wanting the book. It was amazing to see that. So at some point, we're going to try to get some more books to the school. So if anyone wants to help donate books to the school, um, John's books, because those kids were, it was, it was amazing to see those kids and how many of them wanted those books. Perfect. Thank you. You want to say Spring Fling? Okay. Spring Fling is going to be April 30th. Um, please go fishing. So any of you guys who want to go out fishing, um, please do so, because uh, Stacy's going to help us get a fish fry going. And we're going to do roping. Jessica is going to help teach people how to rope. And we're going to have a lot of fun again, so... She just gave us all permission to go to the lake, didn't she? I mean, I, yes, she just gave us permission. All right, so um, to, uh, women's announcements. Women's coffee at Prickly Cactus at 8.30 Monday morning, 8.30 at Prickly Cactus. And then the ladies are taking a spring trip. They're going to Baker's Creek Seed Company in Mansfield. It's May 12th, May 12th from 9 to 2. Uh, so they're going to walk around, eat lunch at the restaurant, take the church bus, probably, probably take the church bus uh, that day. So ladies, May 12th from 9 uh, to 2. Discipleship, so tonight's kind of a special night. You guys, Wednesday night, you saw the church drill. Tonight is the associational Bible drill. Uh, and then whoever passes tonight goes on to state. It starts at 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock tonight, there'll be two different drills because there's so many kids that are doing it now, which is the whole point. So uh, it's awesome. Associational drill at 5 o'clock here at the church tonight. Discipleship will be at 3.30. So they're moving discipleship up a little bit this afternoon uh, because of Bible drill. So discipleship will be at 3.30 this afternoon. Then we have our Good Friday service. So Good Friday service is this Friday, this Friday at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Good Friday service. There'll be an Easter egg hunt uh, to follow. And we're good on candy, correct? We're good on candy. Okay, good deal. And then Easter morning. Next Sunday is Easter morning. Celebrate our Lord's resurrection. Um, the men are going to be meeting, fellas, at 6 a.m. if you would like to help cook. 6 a.m. here at the church. You'll start cooking breakfast. The sunrise service starts at 7.30 in the morning. Uh, and then we eat breakfast at 8 and then we'll have Sunday school at 9, worship at 10. So it'll be a busy uh, resurrection morning. And no, uh, no men's Bible study next Sunday night, I assume, uh, or discipleship because of Easter. So we have that. The associational revival is going to be here before we know it. It is April 16th through the 19th. 
That's starting on a Sunday night and going through Wednesday. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Uh, I'll be doing the Sunday night service. It's 6.30 p.m. every single night. The worship team is going to be leading us in worship uh, those nights. Um, so please come to the Association Revival. If you would like to help with that, let me know because we'll, we'll probably need like some snacks and coffee and stuff for, for people that will be here. So if you'd like to help with that, I'd appreciate it. Softball game, uh, you guys played, did you play Monday? We, or was there, yes, you guys destroyed, it was, yeah, it was a blowout. We're not even going to give the score, we won so big, right? Uh, it was, well, like 28 to 5 or something like that. And I think we took our foot off the gas because it was like 20 to nothing after the first inning. So our softball team is pretty phenomenal. Like, uh, they play tomorrow night at 5.45 p.m., at the park on A Highway, Rotary Park on A Highway, 545. If you want to see some champs, go out and see them tomorrow night. Um, the Freeway Volunteer Banquet. I know we have a lot this morning. The Freeway Volunteer Banquet. If you serve in Freeway and you would like to go to the Volunteer Banquet, uh, it is April 11th. We will put the link. We'll put the link on the church Facebook page. It's from 6 to 8 p.m. at Freeway Headquarters in Springfield on Kearney Street from 6 to 8 p.m. And then I'll probably start announcing next week our, um, our outreach that's coming up uh, in May. So anybody else have anything? I'm going to hit a lot this morning on announcements that I forgot. Do I'm sorry? Oh, yes, I need to put that on there. So that is not next Saturday, but the Saturday after, correct? Do they need to register ahead of time or can they show up? Wing off. Is Travis series? Nah. Okay, so Trav, this is Travis's senior project. Uh, it's not next Saturday, it's a Saturday after at 1 o'clock, so you can go and eat a whole bunch of wings and, and then go to Freeway that night. Uh, there's all the information. Does he have a Facebook? I think we posted the church Facebook page. I will repost that. Is there? Okay, you can message Travis Greenfield on Facebook about his event. So, love to have a big church turnout uh, to support him for that also. Anything else? Okay, if you would stand this morning, let's take up our morning offering and have our time of worship uh, before we jump into God's Word together uh, today. Lord Jesus, I thank you again, uh, Lord, that we're here this morning uh, to worship you, God. And as we enter our time of worship, uh, Lord, we, we give back to you, and I pray that you'll take this and use it to further your kingdom, that the gospel will be shared on a local level around our country and around the world. As we lift our voices in praise to you, this is a Sunday that we celebrate your triumphal entry into Jerusalem where you were being worshipped. And one day they're worshipping you, and the next day they're calling for your crucifixion. And so, Lord, I, I, I pray that, uh, Lord, we focus on the truth of who you are. Uh, of what your word tells us, and Lord, we're, we're worshiping you in spirit and truth, we're worshiping you like you served us, uh, it, sacrificially, because we love you, because you did everything for us. Uh, Lord, t today, I just ask you to be with us, and, and I pray, Lord, that there's anyone here that doesn't know you as, as their, their personal Savior, Lord, today that uh, would be the day that they do that. And, it, and as we take communion later, it reminds us just what you did for us, and we look forward to your returning. And, and there won't be any more sin or tears or uh, any, any bad things that happen anymore. Uh, it will just be worshiping you uh, in heaven forever. And so, Lord, I love you this morning. I thank you. In your name I pray. Amen.
I've said it a bunch, words matter, you know, with songs. The words of this song get me every time, so if I cry, I'm sorry. It's not that I'm being emotional, it's just, think about these words, man. Like, he did bleed and die for each and every one of us. And as dumb as I am, and as bad as I've been, and the cruddy things that I've done, man, he forgives me. He forgives you too. my
Right, if you would this morning, uh, please remain standing. Let's honor God's word together. Turn to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. Read verses 1 
through 11. Matthew 21, 1 through 11. It says this, Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethany or Bethpage to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. Then this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humbled and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. Then the disciples went and did as Jesus directed them. They brought the donkey and the, and the colt and put them on their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up, saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you again this morning just for the opportunity to be here, Lord, to worship you and to, to look at your word today. And as we celebrate Palm Sunday and your uh, entry into Jerusalem, Lord, there's so much here. Uh, and, and Lord, um, we, we just want to worship you and I want to learn today, but also we just want to worship you. Uh, and, and we're going to talk about uh, particular the service that we can give you in our, in our worship of you. And the service that you gave us, the ultimate amount of service by willing to go to Jerusalem to die on the cross for us. And so, Lord, I love you today, and I thank you for the opportunity to be here today to worship with my brothers and sisters. In your name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So there's kind of a follow-up verse that I want to read to you. Uh, that is Matthew 6, 24. And you, you may ask, what in the world? Why is he reading this? But it says, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate one and love the other, he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both, both God and money. So you're, you may be thinking, well, what in the, why is he opening with this? Uh, why? why? Why open with that? Well, today is Palm Sunday, and I could go through the passage and, and just talk about and break it down. Um, the significance of Jesus riding on a donkey as... He, he is fulfilling prophecy, uh, as it tells us, but also that is significant because kings would come in. That's how they would anoint kings. And this donkey had never been ridden, which is even another miracle in itself because they're putting branches and, and their uh, cloaks down on the road. And to get an animal that had never been ridden to walk on stuff with somebody on its back is another miracle in itself. Um, and there's all sorts of significance of that. Uh, but Jesus is coming in, and he's coming into Jerusalem to celebrate Passover. So Passover is a week away. Roughly, we think, millions of people. There's a whole bunch of people that are headed to Jerusalem from all over to celebrate uh, Passover. And so there's a whole bunch of people, uh, and, and here comes Jesus riding on a donkey. And they, he's coming in like a king. First uh, Kings 1, uh, 1.33, that... David had Solomon put on a donkey, and they anointed him, him king of Israel. So Jesus is riding in like a king, and he is the king, the king of kings. Uh, and, and when they did that with Solomon, they blew a trumpet, and they said, Long live 
King Solomon. So what are the people doing, though? They are worshiping him. They are glorifying him. They are giving him praise. They're laying palm branches down uh, on the road. And, and there's significance. The Jews even knew the significance of that. Uh, so Jesus knew exactly what he was doing, that the people are worshiping him. They are worshiping him. So why Matthew 6.24? Why throw that one in there? Um, because what are we as worshipers, as brothers and sisters in Christ, what are we supposed to be doing? Not only on Palm Sunday, not only on Sundays when we're gathered, but we should be a, a, a people that is worshiping our Lord Jesus. And we should only have one thing in our lives that we are worshiping, and it is the Lord Jesus Christ. There can't be uh, others. And so we should be glorifying God, worshiping Him with everything that we have. Well, one way, and I want to focus on this today, uh, I, I told you I was going to touch on service. One way that we can glorify God, and we're going to read the passage in Romans chapter 12 this morning, but is to worship Him, to sacrifice ourselves in service of Him, to serve Him. Uh, we should be obedient in serving Him, in loving Him. Uh, this, this last couple of weeks, uh, church, has it's been tough for Crossbridge. Uh, our, our brother uh, in Christ, Richard, uh, passed away, and, and he is in heaven, uh, and he would not come back if he could. He could. Um, but Terry Ragsdale is also up in Kansas City, and I, he just received a very, very poor uh, diagnosis. If you're, if you're following along uh, that, Stephanie has a Facebook page uh, set up on that, and just received a, a very, very poor diagnosis. Um, and, and I think when, when, when things happen and... Uh, when we're faced with eternity and we're faced with things like this, it should make us question, who am I really glorifying in my life? Who am I really serving? Am I storing up treasure in heaven? This is something I, I try to ask myself a lot. And I try to ask my family this and I, I, I question them. Are we storing up treasure in heaven or am I storing up treasure here on earth? Am I using the gifts that God has given me to glorify Him? Am I serving the Lord Jesus? Now, hopefully I have your attention on this, but how can we serve the Lord? There's really kind of two different parts to this, this first, first part of this. You can serve inside the church, and then you can serve outside the church. Inside the church, there's many opportunities for us to serve. If you have the gift of being able to teach children, we always need extra volunteers with our children's department. VBS is going to be coming up very, very soon, which is, if you've never been to a VBS, it's a great opportunity to take a class and teach them about Christ throughout that week. Uh, there's many opportunities to serve. Maybe you're musically in, in, in talented and you can play musical instruments or you can play a piano or you can play the drums or you just, you're good at singing. I don't know. Um, you, can, you can share your personal testimony with others and encourage them. You can be a prayer warrior. You can help with physical stuff around the church like replacing light bulbs or uh, cutting down trees on the new land, mowing the new land as we prepare to build. Uh, maybe it's repairing the plumbing, cleaning the floor, helping Jeannie. Uh, we can do any of those things in service to the Lord. Outside of the church, it's very easy to serve. We can share the truth of who Christ is. You can show people love, which I'll get to a little bit more uh, here in a minute. But we can minister to the poor and needy in our community. 
somebody called me this week, and I'm going to mention his name. He's not going to get after me too bad. But Nick called me this week, and he said, hey, I feel like I'm being led to, to do a ministry uh, in the nursing home. And I love the idea, because many, many folks that are in nursing homes don't get visited. And th there's an opportunity. So Nick's praying about that, and he's going to talk to the staff at Webco. And, and I think, what what'd you say, possibly get set up for two times a week, going to Webco and ministering to people. There's also an opportunity that we've done it in the past, before COVID, and we need to start it up again. Before COVID, once a quarter, we would go over and hold a worship service at Webco. And it was very much attended. It was well attended by the staff and, and by uh, residents there who've went to church and worshiped the Lord their whole lives. And now they don't have the opportunity to do that. So we can minister to people. In fact, James 1.27, God's pretty specific about this. He says, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this. To visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. So what God says, worship, that is, if you want to worship me, that's pure, go visit orphans and, and widows. They don't have anyone to visit them. So I think it's an amazing opportunity to do uh, ministry that, that he came up with. We can all try to help him get involved with. But God put us here. God put us here and he put you here where you are right now to serve. Now you can't do it all and none of us can do it all, right? But we can do something. And that's worship. That is glorifying God when you take the gifts and talents that he's given you and you serve him. So it kind of brings me to the first point this morning is what motivation do we have in serving? I want us to think about that. What motivation do we have to glorify God in our service? You know, if I want to get good at something, I have to do what? To practice. These kids that did Bible drill Wednesday night... What have they been doing at home, parents? Practicing over and over and over. Sometimes forced, right? Maybe a little bit. But sometimes for me, you're laughing, I know. Sometimes for, but they practice. If you want to get good at something, you got to put some time in and you got you to do it. You got to do it. So what is our motivation to serve? What is our motivation to serve? If we, if we want to be good servants of God, we have to do it. Well, who's... Who's the motivation? Number one is Jesus is the example. Because he's the one who served. He is the ultimate example. Just turn over one chapter to Matthew chapter 20. He says this, Matthew chapter 20, verses 26 through 28. He says this right after, if you remember we, last week we talked about Jesus on the way to the cross. He, he goes and he eats with Zacchaeus. He, after he gets done eating with Zacchaeus, he goes and he heals blind Bartimaeus. And he says this in the same time period leading up to Palm Sunday where we are today. Matthew chapter 20, verses 26 through 28. He says, it shall, not be, it, it shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. So he's the example. So, so what's happening there is the disciples, they're actually the mother of the sons of Zebedee, James and John. She says, can my son sit on your right hand? A, a, on your right and your left. And Jesus is like, whoa, you don't understand what you're asking. And the, and the disciples start fighting amongst one another about who's the top dog. Who's, who's number one? And that's when Jesus corrects them 
and says, if you want to be basically the top dog, if you want to be great, you have to be a servant like me. And that's our example. He is our example. What did he do? He served us. He gave up everything for us. He, he was... A, I could give you so many examples across human history of people that did good things, did good deeds, but the greatest example is Jesus. The greatest example of Jesus. He didn't live, listen, Jesus didn't live a life of luxury. He was homeless. He didn't live a life of luxury. He didn't ask people for money. He didn't ask for great sums of money. He just went and served people. He lived a life of service. He wasn't worried about earthly things. Luke twenty two twenty seven says this. For who is greater, one who reclines at the table or one who serves? It is not the one who reclines at the table, but I among you as the one who serves. Jesus himself is the one who serves. Acts 20, 35 says, In all things I've shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak, and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. That, guys, that's what Easter and Palm Sunday is all about. If we want to worship and glorify God, serve him. Serve him. Use your gifts and talents to serve the kingdom. And think about this. How did Jesus serve us? He did. He didn't have to go to the cross and die for us. He didn't have to. Nobody, I had a good discussion with somebody uh, last week about this that said, well, they took Jesus to the cross and they killed him. I said, no, they didn't. Nobody killed Jesus. Nobody took Jesus to the cross. Jesus laid down his life for us. He said, I have the authority to lay it down or take it up again. Nobody, Jesus could have called for legions of angels to come. All he had to do was blink, think about it, and it could have happened. But he didn't. Because he came to serve us, to die for us. Now listen, he did that. He did that. While we're still in sin. He didn't say, you have to do this, 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 and this, and then I'll die for you. He didn't say, you got to be good enough. you got to know enough. you got to do things. You know, the only, the, listen, biblical Christianity... Versus every other religion and cult in this world, there's one difference. All the cults, all the religions, even false cults within, with, that say they're Christians, they all have one thing in common. you got to work for your salvation. you got to do enough to be saved. You know what biblical Christianity does? You, it says you can't be good enough. You can't do anything. You have to simply fall down at the, and beg for mercy. The grace and mercy of God saves you and nothing else. That's the difference. And Jesus did that for us. Listen, we should all be involved in glorifying and serving others in some form because we're commanded to and because that's what Jesus did. And he's our example. So what else does serving others and glorifying? I'm saying serving this morning, but it's really glorifying God. It's really glorifying God. It's, it is our version, listen to me, our version of Palm Sunday. I can't put myself in the place of the text that lay down palm branches, right? But what I, how, how I can lay down palm branches this morning and how you can lay down palm branches this morning is by serving other people. By showing that love of Christ 
That's the second thing. Serving shows the love of Christ. Turn to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Verses 13 and 14. Galatians 5, 13 and 14. Paul says this, For you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Paul says, oh, Christ has set us free. Now that we're free from the burden of the law, we're saved. We, we have eternal salvation in Christ. Now what? Now serve people. Now love people. Serve people. Show them the love of Christ. What are the two greatest commandments? Jesus summed up the whole law in two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. That sums up the whole law, right? So, I'm supposed to love God and love others. Now, we're never going to be able to do that perfectly because we still have a sin nature, and that's why we need a Savior. If you could do it perfectly, then Jesus wouldn't need to die on the cross. So we're not going to do that perfectly but because now we're followers of Christ, because we've given him our life and we've said, Jesus, I am glorifying you, I'm worshiping you, I'm going to serve you. Now we can love other people by serving them. And so let's ask ourselves this morning, what kind of person am I? Am I quick to work? Am I quick to serve and wait on others? Do I have to be pushed and prodded to do that? Do I have to be pushed and prodded to serve? Or do I want other people to wait on me? You know, we haven't talked about this in a while, but me and Max are about ready to start another uh, class. This is important, or I wouldn't talk about it. And it's biblical. Church membership. Why join a local body of believers? What's the point? Well, one, accountability. One, accountability. Because if you start living like the world, you're going to have brothers and sisters that will say, Hey, come on, get back here. Let me love on you. I want to be there for you. Number two, to show your love for the Lord Jesus by serving other brothers and sisters. By using the gifts and talents that God's given you. By, by, by serving. It's to serve. Listen, I, coming in, and next Sunday we'll be packed. Like We'll, we'll have a lot of people here for sunrise service. And, and hopefully after breakfast, people stay around. But... We're going to have a lot of people here. But coming and listening to a sermon once a week is not service. It's not service. Joining a local body of believers means you're going to be committed to the body to serve the people. To try to reach people outside. It's accountability. It's love. It's service. It's serving our Lord Jesus Christ. He has entrusted us. Every single person in this room. That has professed Jesus as their Lord and Savior. He has given you gifts and talents to use to serve him. But you know what he also does? He says, you can choose to serve me or you don't have to. You have, you have will. That you can use those gifts or you cannot use those gifts. 
We should be wanting to serve our Lord Jesus. We should serve one another in love. That's what love does. Love serves others. Love doesn't sit around waiting to be served, waiting for somebody else to get the job done. Love jumps in and gets it done. Listen, true servants are ones that are here to just do whatever they needs to be done. You know, we have every, people every single week that mow the church lawn, that take care of the building. They're servants. Hey, don't look at me. I know, I, I get it. Everybody usually looks at the preacher because I'm standing up here preaching on Sunday, right? Or our other preachers. They, it, it, hey, and it's so easy for people to try to give glory to the guy delivering the sermons. And sometimes it's very easy for those men to become sinful and want to take the glory that should be rightfully God's only. Right? It, very easy. But how blessed... And I'm trying to use my gifts and talents to serve the kingdom, okay? But how blessed are the ones who clean up the kitchen? How, how much of a blessing are the ones who scrub the bathrooms? Or drive the church van? Or do things behind the scenes? And they do this without complaining. They do it, and nobody sees it but Christ. And they do it with the right heart. I want to thank God for you folks today. Thank you for your service to the kingdom. They're, they're showing love. Love is serving others. Love is serving others. And we do that because our hearts have been touched by the love of God. And so we want to worship and glorify our Savior just like they were on Palm Sunday when He's walking in. Romans 12, 9 and 10 says this. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Can you imagine what that would look like in a practical sense? If everybody was trying to outdo each other with showing each other honor and service? Wow. Wow. Ephesians 5.2 says, Live a life of love just as Christ loves us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Listen. Us serving shows others the love of Christ. It shows that we are putting ourselves here and Him up here. Last point. When we're serving, we are dying to ourselves to live for Christ. A living sacrifice is pleasing to God. Turn to Romans chapter 12. It's a couple of my favorite verses. This is a Bible drill verse. Is it a Bible drill verse this year? This has been in the past, isn't it? Is it the one this year? Romans 12, 1 and 2. Bible drillers. Is this one of them this year? It is one this year. Do you know it? You want to say it? Come on up here. You sure it's one this year? We're going to find out. Come here. Can you turn this mic on, Ricky? Say it again. Sorry, hon. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to, the, to God. This is your true worship. Romans 12, 1. Thank you. What'd she say? A living sacrifice. This is true worship. 
That's true worship of God. Being a living sacrifice is pleasing to God. It's true service and worship. You want to worship the Lord on Palm Sunday? You want to worship the Lord on Palm Sunday in truth and in spirit? Be a living sacrifice. Don't just lift your hands and worship, which is fine. We're Baptists, but we can do that if you want to, okay? You can do that, but serve Him with the gifts and talents that you've been given. Be a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice is you're dying to yourself to live for Christ. I want to say there's many Christians that can't even seem to die for themselves to a couple hours on Sunday morning in service of a local body. Faithfully. Listen, when I was 15 years old, me and Luke, Luke's here. Is Tammy here this morning? Where's Tammy? Is Tammy off? Tammy. Me and Tammy and Luke. I was 15. We worked at McDonald's together. And I worked hard. I wanted to please my boss. I wanted to please, I wanted to please Chip. Chip liked us. That restaurant was amazing when we worked there, wasn't it? You got a cheeseburger and you wanted it only ketchup, it came out only ketchup, didn't it, Tammy? When I was 17, they said, we're going to make you a manager. And I don't know what, 17 years old, Savannah's age. And me and Luke would close the store on Friday nights. And that was stupid of Chip, but he did. Right? We worked hard, though. We had fun, though. We worked hard. But we had closed the store on Friday night. Sometimes I'd get up early in the morning, and I'd come in on Saturday, so I'd get off Saturday afternoon. I worked like 40 hours a week when I was in high school. I tried to work hard. They paid me pretty good. I wanted to strive to please my boss. I wanted them to think, hey, this guy, there's a reason why we're having him count the money and set the alarm code at 17 years old. They don't do that with kids. I'm not trying to pump myself up, but... I'm saying I wanted to please them. Well, who is our ultimate boss? Who should we want to please more than anybody? You ever seen the bumper sticker that says, My boss is a Jewish carpenter? He's the ultimate boss. Our Lord Jesus is the one that I want to serve and please. I want at the end of my life for him not to say, You earned your salvation, because he's not going to say that. He's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Servant. 1 Peter 4.10 says, each, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. We're all gifted by God. And the greatest gift of all is the promise of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's what he gave us. I'd say that's pretty amazing. That's a pretty amazing boss that he gave us eternal life for all eternity. And now it should be our goal in our heart. When you realize what he did for you, serving him is great. When you realize what he's done for you. Listen, I want to make sure we understand this. We don't serve in order to be saved or to go to heaven. That's not why we do it. We serve because we are saved and we're headed to heaven. We just want to please him. We want to please him who gave us everything. Listen, you want to worship this week? Serve him. Use your gifts and talents. Our life is here one second and it's gone the next. It seemed like yesterday me and Luke were closing McDonald's on Friday nights. And here we're in our 40s, right? It goes quick. It goes quick. Where am I storing up treasure? 
how am I really worshiping my Lord Jesus today? Am I using the gifts and talents that he's given me to serve him? That's true worship, being a living sacrifice. I'm going to ask our worship team to come this morning. I want to close with this. We're, we're about ready to take communion, which is extremely, extremely important. Extremely important. It's remembering the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus. It's remembering what he did for us on the cross. It's looking forward to his return. There's a warning in Scripture, and I always say this before we have our invitation. The warning's in 1 Corinthians 11, 27 through 30. It says, whoever eats the bread or drinks of the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. This is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. Man, it's serious. So here's the thing. If you have never professed Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, don't take communion this morning because I don't want you to be sick or die. Because that's what could happen. If you are living in unconfessed, unrepentant sin from, against God, you're re- living in rebellion. I'm glad you're here this morning, but don't take communion. Don't take communion. But we have a time during our invitation for you to confess your sins. Not to me, not the priest, not a preacher, to God. You confess your sins to God and get right with Him. I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. Last scripture I want to read for our invitation is 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. It says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. We were bought with the precious blood of Christ. Everything that we do in our lives should be pointing people and glorifying the Lord. Pointing people to Christ and glorifying Him with how we live, being living sacrifices. Listen, I love that even today, I wasted the first 31 years of my life not serving the Lord. But then, He changed me. And I got serious. Right? He allows us to do that. So you could have been in this church every Sunday or every other Sunday for the last five years and you've never served him with any at all. You know what he allows you to do? Get serious. You can do that. All you have to do is humble yourself before God and say, God, I'm not using the gifts and talents that you've given me. And I'm going to start today. I'm going to start today. You don't need to tell me that. You need to talk to God about that. And then when you've done that, edify the body and tell people. Tell people that you've done that. It's encouraging when brothers and sisters do things like that. Okay? It's encouraging. Let's pray. If you need to come, you come. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, this morning for your word. Lord, I do worship you this morning. It is Palm Sunday, and you were focused not not on yourself. You healed people all the way up until you're walking to Jerusalem. And then you went to the cross to heal us spiritually. You're always focused on other people. And you humbled yourself. And Lord, I worship you for that this morning. My prayer today for this, the people that are listening and the people that are here. That if they need you, they humble themselves. They realize they have a great need in their life. And it's for a Savior. I pray that we're a body of servants here. That we are serving you. You have gifted and given us gifts and talents. Everybody in this room is different. We're all different. And I love that. And you put us together to serve you. 
And so I pray this morning that whatever gifts and talents you've given us, we're not wasting them. We're not squandering them. We're using them to glorify you, to worship you in true sacrificial service. God, I love you this morning. I thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the
you may be seated. We're going to take communion uh, this morning. I'm going to ask our elders if they would come. Uh, Chasen, come on up here. So this young man is chasing one of my daughters. Oh, yeah, right? But he, he came over to the house Saturday night. And, uh, I mean, you guys know, like, if somebody's in my house and I don't know them for longer than five minutes, we're going to have a conversation. And uh, so I asked Chasen, Chasen, I just got shot in the back. I'm laying on the floor dying. How can I go to heaven? He didn't know, did you? He butchered it. Like, it was just like, I wouldn't have been going to heaven if it was up to Chasen there, okay? <laughs> so I, I spent about an hour uh, with him, talking to him, uh, and sharing the gospel with him, and asking him questions. And this is the, fir- this is the first time you've been over house, second time? Third time, I lose track. Third, third, he hadn't been over that much, so he didn't know me very good. He starts shedding some tears, right? His Holy Spirit's working on him. And, and I, I just told him, I said, look, I don't have somebody repeat a prayer after me. I don't do that. I don't do anything like that. I want you to think about tonight, when you leave my house, what we talked about. And then you got questions, you can call me, you can message me. Well, the next morning uh, at church, I said, hey, do you think about what we talked about? And he, went, he said, yeah, I went home and I prayed and I asked Christ to forgive me my sins and save me. So he's a, he's a 19-year-old young man who works hard and I'm proud of him. And, and uh, church, that's what we're supposed to do. It's not about me. But when somebody comes into your house, what's the most important thing? Talk to them about Christ. You fathers in here, when these boys are chasing your girls, set them down and find out what they believe. Right? And talk to them. Talk to them. Uh, it's important. So you got anything you want to say? I'm, thank- I'm thankful for Jeff and his family. And I lost a good buddy here last week in a car crash. Well, two of them. And it was just like a wake-up call knowing you don't know when they're going to go. And luckily, a year ago, he was saved, so I know he went to heaven. But you just never know when it's your time. You never know. You never know. You never know. So I'm proud of you. So this morning, he's publicly professing Christ as his Lord and Savior. So for the first time in his life, he gets to take communion. You'll sit down. I'll bring you back up. And, and uh, Matthew and Jackie, I'll bring you guys up here at the end, uh, but they've came forward this morning also uh, wanting to join this body of believers. They went through the new member class, but that was great. I loved how they did that. They went through the new member class because they wanted to find out about the church. Hey, what do these guys believe? What, and they went through the new member class, so they've come this morning saying, hey, we officially want to become a part of this local body. So, all right, so we're going to, we're gonna, what we do uh, with communion, we have an open uh, communion. You don't have to be a member of the church to take communion with us. Just that you have publicly, like him, professed Christ as your Lord and Savior, okay? Um, so we, we, if you're our brother or sister in Christ, if you're visiting this morning, we take communion with us, okay? Um, but Jesus instituted uh, the Lord's Supper, He had gathered with his disciples, and right after Palm Sunday, they're going towards the end of the week, right before Passover, that that night, he had uh, sat down with his disciples to observe the Passover meal. And Jesus said this, as in Matthew chapter 26, he says, as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. 
And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink it, all of you, for this is the blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. So what we'll do is we'll pass it out, and then we will take it together. But what Jesus is saying is he's saying, Hey, this bread, this, this is my body. This is, this is for you to remember that I gave my body for you. I gave everything for you. And, and the, the grape juice, the juice is my, signifies his blood, that his blood was shed for us in our place on our account. And that's why we take it this morning to remember what Jesus uh, did for us. So we're going to pass it out. I ask the parents, if your kids, uh, if your kids have publicly professed Christ as their Savior, they can take it with us. If they haven't, don't take communion. So kids, go sit next to your parents right now if you would. Uh, get up and go sit by your parents if you would, please. I'm going to ask Denny if he would please bless the bread this morning.
It's been two years, probably, since we've got to break bread together, right? Yep. Yeah, two years. It's awesome getting to do that, because this is important. It's important. Jesus said, this is my body, which is given for you. Take ye and eat. And he took the cup, he blessed it and gave thanks. Pastor, would you bless the cup, please? Amen. Father, just, uh, we just ask you, God, to please help us remember uh, that everything that Jesus Christ has done for us already. And uh, salvation is free, but it wasn't cheap. It cost him everything. And so I just pray, God, that you would bless uh, this cup. In your name, in Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Jesus said, this is my blood which is given for you. Take ye and drink. Thank you, brother. They went out rejoicing. They went out rejoicing. Jesus had them sing and rejoice. And they're glorifying God as they leave. So I'm going to ask you to stand and we will close in song today. God bless you. Have a great day. Come back for our Easter services and Good Friday services as we close in song. Hold hey, on. sound guy, hold we're going to do on. joy in the house hold of the Lord. Matthew and Jackie, come on up here. Chasten, come on up here. That's why I wrote your names down, guys, so I didn't forget. Come around and congratulate them. Do you have anything you want to say? one that's in the nursery um just thank you all we've been here for almost a year and been it's felt like family from day one you got anything my friend okay you need a bass player a bass sure. player absolutely okay. we do or and whatever or whatever you want me to play perfect <laughs> using gifts and talents to glorify the lord let's close in song stay up there because people are going to come around and congratulate you okay we're going to mess it up because I'm not doing what's on the deal. So we're going to do this little light of mine just because I love the song. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Oh, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine. No, I need a rubber shoe. No, no. I'm going to let it shine. No, don't hide it under a bushel. No, no. I'm going to let it shine. Don't hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. This little light of I'm gonna let it shine, oh, this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine, this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Yeah, you can go. Have a blessed week, guys, and I'll see you next week.